Someone, we'll start a GoFundMe. GoFundMe, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Fitz, we can only give you one <laughs> Nizel. <laughs> you're you're going to have to compensate by pushing that 80 really hard. For just pennies a day, you can help a poor modeler like Fitz. <laughs> This is the RC Roundtable, a casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes. Ha! We're back! Welcome back to the RC Roundtable. I'm Fitzwalker. Joining me is the more northerner Terry Dunn. How you doing? And the uh, caffeined up Lee Ray. Hello, hello, hey everybody. Hey, how you doing? Yep, you definitely need some. <laughs> yep, definitely need some more caffeine. <laughs> well, happy Father's Day to you guys. Thank you. Hopefully, you, you happy are... Father's Day to all the listeners who qualify. Yes. Hopefully, you guys have been showered with uh, Father's Day gratuities and and niceties and that sort of thing. Uh, I've been showered by Father's Day coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and now you need a towel, right? My kid has made me two cups of coffee, so I must drink it. <laughs> did, he, did he do okay, or did he use way too much of oh, something? He did, oh, he did really good. Oh. <laughs> In fact, uh, after the first cup, I said, make me another one, buddy. Oh, <laughs> so. good show. Good. You taught him well, huh? I did. <laughs> what did you get, Terry? Uh, nothing yet. I'm starting to wonder if they forgot. But I know that we have plans to go later on today to the original home of Buffalo Wings. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so the Anchor Bar in downtown Buffalo. So we've been to other places around here for wings, and they're all good. But today we're going to the original. Yeah, you must report on that after. Oh, yeah. I, I, as a lover of buffalo wings, especially if they're extra super hot, super spicy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one that goes to Hooters and says, through my island, that's it? <laughs> wow. So Yeah, you'll fit in up here then. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, let's get to show on the road. Uh, I guess the first thing that comes up is there was a big brouhaha uh, I saw like on RC groups, for example, on this new Xvert VTOL from eFlight. And uh, I'll have to admit, when I first saw the the kind of splashes, I was like, uh, so? <laughs> it didn't really look all that interesting to me uh, until I saw the video. And, and believe it or not, the thing looks pretty snazzy. Did you guys take a look at the video and see what uh, what you thought of it? I completely agree with your assessment there. When I first saw it, I didn't think much of it. I saw all the uh, release you know, online on Facebook when they were trying to promote it, like, get ready, it's coming. And I saw it and didn't think it, a lot of it. And then when you sent the link, I, I did watch the video. And, yeah, I think it's much better if you watch the entire video. It kind of gives you some ideas of what it can do. Yeah, it's kind of off-putting. It looks, it looks very Toys R Us. Walmart-ish looking, I have to admit. I'm sorry if I'm insulting anybody, but when you look at it, you're like, eh, okay, that's, I don't know, but uh, it, it's very aerobatic, and that did some neat stuff they were doing with it. I'm really impressed with their design in it. Yeah, I've been off the grid for a couple of weeks because of my move, so I didn't see any of the preliminary stuff about it. So the first thing that I saw was the video link about 15 minutes ago, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It does the, it looks like some flat spins with differential thrust, not to mention the converting from VTOL to normal flight. So I'm intrigued, if nothing else. Yeah, it was nice. Also, they showed it flying indoors, and I didn't realize how small it was and light it was. Yeah, like in a living room. Not so much forward flight, but the hovering stuff indoors. I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah, that, that was a little tight, but they had it like in a gym, I think, or something, and it was. It, it looked like a lot of fun flying it around there. Yeah, I agree. I think what I think weighs, they're saying about seven ounces with a 20 inch wingspan on a 2S Lipo, the small one. Yeah, so. 2S, 800 milliamp battery. Yeah. And it looks like it's a JST, so it's not one of those, uh, you know, E flights that you can't charge. <laughs> <laughs> JST. <laughs> Yeah, well, JSTs aren't all that great either, but I guess they're better right. than the little micro. You talking about a little white one, Lee? The little white. Yeah, one? the little white ones that they, you know, like uh, you know, the uh, UMX kit that uh, oh, Terry yeah. got me. We had to modify the battery charger, but it looks like it's a 
It looks like it'll take a JST, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I, I don't have the plane, so I can't say. I wasn't given a uh, demo <laughs> to review. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, looking at the, the accessories, it looks like it's the one with the JST. And the reason I say this is because you can get third-party you know, easily with that. So that, I like that convenience. Yeah, JSTs are pretty ubiquitous, so that's not a problem. Yeah. Now, on something that small, they're probably adequate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I already wrote down my notes on about this play, and I th again, I think we've covered, I think we're all agree. it's like it you didn't impress you right off the bat. You were like, okay, it, it does look like, uh, you know, one of those, uh, like you said, Target, you know, toy store models. But once I started looking at it, I was, I watched them fly it. The one thing I wish they had put on it are LEDs or make an LED kit for it, because I think that would be fun to do as a night fly, you know. Especially if you're having two sides, so you oh, can yeah. color one side, and with all the spins and stuff, I think it'd be a great night flyer. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I guess weight would be concerned, but I guess you could tack on a few lights onto it. Or oh light gosh, or they're so they're so yeah, the LEDs are so light these days. I mean, and they're getting so much smaller. So I think they could do that. Also, I think this would be a great plane for little streamers, especially with they're doing so much VTOL. <clears throat> you could just do a whole bunch of streamers just straight down. I think they'd be kind of cool, especially with their differential thrust. And oh yeah. I think it'd be cool. It'd be like those, uh, isn't there like a competition with girls swing streamers around on a little, <laughs> like a little dance routine? Yeah. I don't know what they call that. Oh, come on. You know what it's I'm talking a tumble, about. It's a tumbling routine of some sort. Yeah. So imagine doing that with this. That would be kind of neat, actually. <laughs> okay. You yeah. could wear a tutu while you fly. <laughs> uh, you could go all out. Oh my God! Don't yeah, knock see, it, it till you fits, try. Now it. I'm going to say Fitz is saying this, and someone <laughs> out there is going to do a little demonstration with all these little. <laughs> it proved me right. around. You guys are going to say that was the most awesome thing I've ever seen. We are going to have to eat crow. He's going to yes. be some kind of show. <laughs> would you like buffalo sauce <laughs> with your crow? <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how it would uh, the stream. I mean, I don't know how they would affect the flight performance, especially if you got real thin mylar. But because of the performance, especially, please guys watch the video before you knock it. Uh, it, it is really cool to see the the uh, the flight performance of this thing. But I was thinking LEDs and little streamers would be really neat attachments for this thing. So gosh, I'd like I might get my hands on one just to to play around with that and see what it looks like. And please buy the bind and fly. And I'm only saying that because of my experience with an RTF. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm ever, ever going to trust a, an RTF transmitter anymore. What transmitter does it come with? <clears throat> it's it's a Horizon Homby. It's an E-Flight uh, transmitter. Well, yeah. Well, you can get either or. I'm just saying because of my problems with the Champ S Plus, I, I think I'm, you know, do your best to stick with a bind and fly. Fair enough. That's my <laughs> sidebar. Are they available now? Did we mention that? I don't think so. Early July. So right around the corner. So yeah, I'll keep an eye out. And at 199 bucks, call it 200 bucks. I'm sure there'll be lots of people experimenting with them, so it won't be long before we see one in the flesh. In, in, in a gymnastics performance? Yes. <laughs> Unconventional. Hmm. <laughs> Until it hits somebody. <laughs> That's not funny, Lee. Oh, I know. That's how laws get made. It'll, it'll be reported. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reported. We should ban all foam. <laughs> <laughs> Ten kids a day die from foam. <laughs> Anywho, uh, you may have uh, known in previous podcasts that I've been dabbling in sailboats uh, with... Uh, my friend Chuck, who's got us into it, and I have a, a dragon, and I'm actually working on a one of his uh, first sailboats ever. He's got a Victoria, so I'm, I'm working on that. Well, our neighbor, uh, his little uh, seven-year-old son, has been seeing us boating, and he wanted to get into it. So my buddy Steve was uh, looking around and wanted to find something to get him uh, started with, and we came across the Pro Boat Westward 18. Uh, it's the version 2 that's available on Horizon Hobby. And it's a cool little boat. It's about 130 bucks, and it's an RTF. So meaning it's 18 inches from bow to stern? Uh, yeah. Okay, it, that's pretty it, small. It is. It's a small little boat. Um, there's mm. some pictures on it. I don't know if you guys got to see it. And um, they, they, I hadn't seen it yet until I got a call from my neighbor saying it's not working. And uh, I brought it into my workshop and the uh, sail servo was just running nonstop, the winch servo. So I, uh, I pulled it out 
after some finagling with the gear. And uh, I called Horizon Hobby. And my little comment here is that I was on hold for a long time with Horizon Hobby, but I got a hold of one of the, the technicians there and kind of described the problem. And he was like, okay, is this your boat or your neighbor's boat? And I said, well, it's my neighbor's boat. He goes, well, why are you working on it? I said, because my neighbor doesn't. <laughs> I said, that's my job. I said, I, I am the one who, who troubleshoots stuff. So he's like, well, this is very odd. He said, normally we like to work with the owner. I said, well, I said, he, he can't do this. And I'm hoping instead of him sending it back as a, you know, a, you know, DOA that I can troubleshoot it for him. So he pulled up my record on their, on their system. Goes, oh, you, you've bought stuff from us before. Oh, you're the champ S guy. <laughs> Did he immediately hook up on you, right? No, no, he was very, no, I, I'm giving a compliment here. The guy, uh, once uh, he, I guess he pulled up my stuff and knew what I'd purchased in the past and stuff. And he said, well, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to send you the servo. And, you know, just skip, you know, skip sending it back to him. So we'll, we'll send it to you. And I got the servo in a couple of days. Um, so here's the, here's the con about this. It is a beginner boat. It's very small. It's, it's cute. It's a, you know, it's got a main and a jib and, um, it's, but it uses a winch drum. Are you familiar with that, Fitz? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually surprised that they did it on a boat that small. Yeah, it's well. It's not an arm. It didn't have room for an arm. But yeah. uh, I, I'm not familiar with this because only the, the only boats I've ever worked with have an arm. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a uh, just an insert fun fun word here. It was hard <laughs> uh, to get this back together. Uh, the first mistake I made was, you know, trying to run these lines back through the holes. Uh, you know, because I had to fish fishing line through to pull the the lines back through. I realized that I had the lines in the wrong direction. There's only a little bit of difference, but it, it makes a difference when you try to attach into the sail. So I had to pull it all out and reverse it. And then the second time I did it, I forgot to go through one of the holes in the drum. So I had to rip it all out again, do it again. <laughs> so it was a nightmare. And I, but the comment is if someone bought this boat who was new to sailing, they would not be able to do this. And that's kind of the downside I had about this boat. It's considered a beginner boat, but nowhere in the manual does it describe like if you had to repair this or how to re-rig this. And without taking the entire show to myself, the other problem is with the transmitter that came with it, which has got analog trims and dual rate settings, you can't adjust the sails unless you have those potentiometers in the right place. And because the winch is not adjustable, there's no you know digital trims or anything. So you have to set it so that the sails are fully open in one position and the sails are fully closed. And I think one of the problems may have been because you can easily overdrive um, the winch servo if you don't you know set the the trims right, or you're going to just make it tight on the sails and it's going to overheat, which may have happened here. I don't know. So like right now, I'm actually thinking of super gluing these trims in place because if you don't you're you're not going to have the sails working properly and right now they are so we got everything together it took me like an hour plus to to finally get it tweaked right and then we took it out to the pond it, it sails really well we were really impressed with it it's a little nose heavy it tends to want to nose down on on, on runs so we, we might add a little bit of weight in the tail but it, it's it's fun but i would just i would just warn people if they're getting into sailing the only downside is if you ever have to troubleshoot this or re-rig it it's not easy and, and I will say the Dragon 65 was so much easier to adjust than it was for this thing with the winch drum. That's just my experience. Maybe some people are, have mastered the winch drum settings, but I haven't. Well, that Dragon is a much bigger boat. You've got some room to work with. That too, and it uses the arms. So, and you know, you're not really fighting uh, the engineering portion of how how long you i mean how much line do you have because i'll tell you if you can understand this the the winch drum you know has a a circular part with the lines coming out one side and then you have lines going each way to the jib and to the the mainsail which go forward and back but when the servo is centered and you have it down there when it starts to move you get slack on one side and tension on the other until it starts coming around i don't know if i can really explain it with words but you maybe can mean a picture so i had to keep moving that that uh, drum on the servo until it fit just right where i wasn't having too much backlash when it was moving does that make sense fits to you does that ring a bell with you when the servo i mean it, anyway it's just there's some technical aspects on, on trying to fit it on the servo arm so that you you have the right amount of movement each way it's really weird. I mean, I was really struggling with it until finally I think I'm, I mastered it. And it's like the only place that really works. Hmm. So, 
Anywho. I have a suggestion. <laughs> yes. Before you super glue those trims in place, you're talking about the trim knobs on the transmitter? The trim knobs and the dual rate, which is on top. It's You, you have a dual rate like potentiometer to left and right. Uh, okay. And, and then you have a trim. Use goop. There you go. Super glue is forever. Goop is removable. Yeah, I was, I was also thinking hot glue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <That's even better>. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> paint it. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, that's my story. It's, again, trying to get into sailing. I, the Dragon's a little bit more expensive, and I hear they're coming out with a new version 6 um, of the Dragon, which is going to be a little bit more expensive. But, uh, you know, after that regatta I went to, uh, there's a huge following of it, and there's a huge threat on RC groups on the Dragon. So take a look at right. that for sure. Um, but, you know, if you're getting started and you have some experience, I think the, the Westward's not a, a bad little boat for kids. Hmm. Just well, as presumably it would work out of the box. You had a bum servo for whatever reason, or your neighbor did. Your friend... Um, so I guess most people wouldn't have to deal with that nonsense. You hope so. But you know, when he first handed it to me, when I first saw it, um, and the, uh, when the sails were going in and out, you know, there's, there was, when you, when you push the sails out, they'd go out and then they come back in at the very end. Uh, Cause that's that, weird. Yeah. Cause the winds drive. So yeah. the winds yeah. goes all the way out and then starts winding again. Yeah. So that's why I had to keep adjusting things until the, you know, it went out and stopped. And that's all about, again, the measurements and engineering of how much you get out on the drum, how many turns do you get out, you know, right. before it starts backlashing on itself. And, you know, I understand the, the convenience of having the winch. It doesn't, you know, because it goes into a little uh, drum case so the lines don't get uh, bird-nested, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But <laughs> if, you, if you were there, it was a very, like, what is going on here? Why, why are you keep going? Why don't you just stop? And uh, I've never actually worked with a, a servo that, you know, does so many turns. It does three and a half turns, I think, full. Yeah, kind of like a retract servo. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, and that reminds me of the Aquacraft Paradise that I started with, which ended up being a, a nice sailboat, but it had a couple of fundamental problems at the beginning that if you didn't know what to look for, wouldn't know that that boat wasn't working the way it should. So until I got teamed up with somebody who said, oh, no, no, you need to tweak this and this, then I was just kind of fumbling around, wondering why it wasn't doing what I thought it should do. So yeah, and this is a similar example. I, I I thank you for being the first one to do that because now that I have one, a paradise, and I'm I'm waiting to get my new sails made. Um, you know, I did new the sails. Yeah, oh. I'm making new sails for the paradise. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I did what you did. I added more keel weight, which I, you're right, definitely needs more weight on the on the keel, and I got a big old rudder on the back. <laughs> yeah. A lot of authority. Yeah. I told you before, I, I don't know, a little while ago, a few episodes ago, that I had pre-ordered the Freewing A10. This is their new one. This is 60-something inch wingspan, uh, twin 80 millimeter that they just come out with and uh, had been on pre-order for quite a while. And it finally came in. I got a big giant box delivered to me about a week or two ago. And uh, unfortunately, it came at the worst time. Uh, I've been so busy with personal stuff and house moving stuff and getting ready to go on a vacation stuff which i'll talk about later that i've only been able to open a box and look at it caress it smell it and close the box again because i just have no time to put it together because i wanted to do a short review on and that kind of stuff now uh, i'm going to interject this is exactly how i feel about my tiger cat <laughs> i've been so busy with my neighbor's boats <laughs> and other things around the house i haven't had time to give the amount of dedication the tiger cat needs so i i understand that fits that's a smart move <laughs> and now i understand you lee i understand exactly <laughs> your position <laughs> i feel bad it's like oh man because it does look nice uh the one of the first things i notice is how well they've really gotten the finish on these things and you look at the especially the top of the wing you almost can't tell that it's foam you have to look really really close to see any of the cells uh they, it's amazing how well they've gotten the surface finish on these things uh, and that's quite impressive. I don't know what kind of technique they use, but they seem to be constantly improving on this. Uh, also, it's... Which paint job did you get? It's just gray, all gray. Okay. I don't think there's an option yet for paint jobs. They, they do give you... The decals are on a separate sheet. None of the decals are applied, so you can apply any kind of decal you want. Or a lot of people have called up places like Cali Graphics and ordered... Uh, she already has a whole bunch of custom graphics for it. Okay. Of course, what material are the provided ones? Uh, they are, 
I believe water transfer. Okay, so they have a good matching finish on them. Yeah, I think so. Or you just throw a bit of dull coat on them. And yeah, sure. Uh, calligraphics are vinyl, and I, I have some. She doesn't have the ones I'm looking for, so I'm going to um, probably scan. a. I have it on a plastic model decal sheet, so I'll, use, I'll scan that and send that to her, see if she can duplicate that. She's done that in the past really good, so that's likely what I'll do for my own custom decals for it. Uh, the uh, the wing is pretty heavy. I don't know what it's got three servos and landing gear and stuff on it, but it feels pretty stout. That's on each panel. On right? each panel, yeah. So aileron flap and retracts. Yes, it looks like some pretty heavy duty trailing edge, trailing link retracts on it. And uh, interesting, they've gone to the when you plug in the wings, it, it's a um, sort of a multi-pin connector to plug in all the servos at once that's on a cable so it accounts for wing flex and having the wing not fully matched up so when you plug it in and you can slide the wing in all the way and lock it in position with some screws cool uh, so I haven't you know, I really haven't had a chance to look at it in all that much of depth uh, some of the early flight reports have been pretty favorable for it so I look forward to flying yeah. it a friend of mine in Lubbock reported that he got his and he's already flown it and he likes it a lot said it flies like a turbine trainer oh nice yeah and he sent me a video i'll share it with you guys that's cool has he mentioned flying it with and without the ordinance on it no i'll have to ask does it come with an ordinance package yes it does comes with a bunch of cool. uh, uh rails and bombs and missiles or whatever a typical a10 carried how are they attached I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look at it that detailed. There, there is something on the wing. It looks like it, it's, it sort of either snaps in or slides into place for the rails. The rails are not on the wing. There's little uh, receptacles on the wings that are really small kind of niblets that stick up a little bit. And it looks like something slides onto them. But like I said... Niblets? Niblets. Is that the technical yeah, term? That's a technical term. They are uh, class three niblets. Turkey niblets? Jibbles. I don't know. A little, <laughs> I don't know what to call them. A little <laughs> plastic uh, keepers. They're real small, so I don't know. Things. Things and stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> like I said, I've had very little time to look at it, only to open the box up a little bit, pull out one of the wings out of the plastic, kind of eyeball it. Get, get that new plane smell. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Smells like plane. Nice thing, it's got ball links on, it's on the control surfaces, which is nice, instead of the typical uh, oh, yeah. clevis. No slop. Yeah, no slop. So, looks like they've done a real good job, from what I've seen so far, of engineering on it. We'll see when I... People say it goes together really quick, so... Uh, Are you going to install an A-10 sound box on it? Burr! <laughs> the gun? <laughs> when it goes by? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. I haven't thought about it that much, either way. Well, now now you're going to think about it, because I just put it in your head. You see, You see guys are putting whistles in them? Uh, no. Some sort of uh, whiffle, Nerf whistle or something they pull out of a toy <laughs> into the engine nacelles. I like that mod. <laughs> Supposedly it sounds, it sounds a lot like a real A-10. It has a sort of whistle to it when it flies by. I don't remember that, but so apparently it does. Okay. So, you think they do that with like a Corsair. It's got a, you know, a nice whistle to it. Didn't they call it whistling death in World War II? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but not like a police whistle. Yeah. <laughs> you, you take the little cork out. <laughs> What's <Stop> that? <laughs> foul? What do you mean foul? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll let you guys know when I put it together and fly it. Uh, I look forward to it, but I, I'm a big A10 fan, but it's going to bite. Now I know I feel you, Lee. It's going to be a while before I get to it. Do you have a target date, or you'll get to it when you get to it? I get to it when I get to it. It's probably oh, pretty high uh, in the priority. I, I list, think Fitz and I both of our target dates are going to be best. Yeah, best. Yeah, it has. Mine has to be done by best. So as soon as I finish the Corsair that someone gave me, <laughs> that I've got to finish. <laughs> so that's what uh, October. I didn't pressure you to finish that. <laughs> I know, but it's 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 staring at me. It's like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't you start a new plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some attention here. So, yeah, i got to finish a couple planes, and then, uh, yeah, that, that, that Tiger Cat's uh, almost there. It's almost up on the bench. All right, so two twins for best. 
two twins. An A-10 and a Tiger Cat. Oh, Tiger Cat, yes. Yeah. Oh, we should fly in formation. He wasn't thinking about me. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> it is definitely going to be a twin best. I'm bringing all the twins. <laughs> you have to play that song in the pits with the, the old Bud Light commercial. Oh. <laughs> and twins. <laughs> I don't remember any other parts of it. But. I was also thinking like the double mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little more polite version, I think. <laughs> All right. On Moving that on. note, I think we'll take a break. Uh, <laughs> that was getting a little interesting. I, I was following Terry. <laughs> Terry's such a... You're all the, the, the kids that all the parents warned us about, aren't you, Terry? Bad influence? <laughs> Stay away from that man, Terry. Uh, the Eddie Haskell. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Haskell. Yeah. Yes, was Mrs. Cleaver. <laughs> so, Terry, anybody make fun of your accent yet? <laughs> Uh, no, not to my face, anyway. <laughs> are there, so are there a fence going around your house? <laughs> what was that, Lee? Are they building a fence around his house? Uh, a moat. <laughs> a moat. <laughs> uh, uh, no, the the people of Buffalo have been very friendly so far. Well, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, I just remind of a, an incident happened years ago, years ago, because, as you know, I grew up in Connecticut, next door there, and uh, in just after I graduated high school, my parents decided that they had enough and they were going to move to South Carolina. And so I followed them uh, maybe about a year after uh, uh, to live down there. And I remember walking into a McDonald's in somewhere around Columbia, South Carolina. And I walked in, and as soon as I opened my mouth to order something, <laughs> the girl behind the counter says, You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is that obvious? <laughs> oh, see, I don't detect any accent from you, or even Lee for that matter. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just not tuned into that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, the native Texan here, so you'd thank God by talking like this. <laughs> I gotta yeah. go mill Bessie. Go check out my oil rig. Where's my Cadillac? I think uh, because Texas is so metropolitan, especially around Houston and the Dallas area, that you, you don't tend to see a lot of people with real thick accents like you do like in South Carolina or Georgia or something like that. Or Alabama. Alabama, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I don't notice strong accents from the locals around here either. Yeah, so, I think once you get outside of New York City, they, they don't tend to have such a thick accent. Yeah, a lot of unique phrases, a lot of use guys. Use guys, yeah. yeah. But uh, what's that? But, yeah, no real strong. Oh, wicked! The gun, Everything's the wicked. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that yet. Either. I think that's more of a New England thing. But uh, anyway, I, I'm still new. We've been here not quite two weeks, so we're getting the, of the land. <laughs> For those of you that might be screaming at Terry, New York is not considered part of New England. <laughs> and apparently, yeah. No, it's true. It's yeah, not. right. We le we learned that. So, yeah, especially Western New York, where I'm at. <laughs> you mean Eastern Canada? Well, yeah, we actually went to Canada a couple of days ago. We went to Niagara Falls on the Canada side. Oh, what was that like? Uh, it's pretty neat. It's uh, very. I think it's more developed on the Canada side, and there's a lot of people there. Um, but yeah, it's nice. There's a lot of water, moving fast. At the actual falls, it's mostly mist, so it's hard to see what you thought you were going to see. Mm. But north of the falls, or however that works out, before the water goes over the falls, it's really neat. There's a lot of water there going over these different structures that were built for power stations and things like that. It's pretty cool. You Did you see any wild renegade drones flying over? Did not see any drones, nor floating barrels with people inside. I was going to ask, is there a wheelbarrow launch ramp or something there? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where people do it because the falls actually split to two different sides. On one side, it looks like it's, from what you can tell, 
more water than rocks. The other side looks to be mostly rocks. So we decided mm. if we were going to go over in a barrel, we'd want to make sure we went over the not rocky side. Mm. But I, I don't know how you navigate that. Good choice. So I made a joke earlier, but it hasn't been any incidences of culture shock since you've moved up there so far. Culture shock? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, differences, subtle so far. I'm sure there's more coming, but yeah. How are the kids liking it so I far? Think, um, they're fine. They're, I think it's they're still adjusting to, you know, we're still in that state where most of the house is in boxes and we're slowly getting things settled in. So it's almost like going to camp so far. Yeah. I don't know if it's really sunk in that this is home now. Okay, the most important question, where's your closest hobby shop? Oh, I don't know. <gasps> yeah. What? How can you survive? I know. There's a couple around here, and I've got uh, contact information for a few RC guys that I'll be looking up. But yeah, I've been kind of uh, off the RC map oh, for a couple weeks. Slacker. Other than I mentioned that uh, we have some house, house guests, and I was flying the Inditrix FPV for them and passing around the goggles, and they all got a kick out of that. But that's pretty much it so far. Don't worry, I'll get back in the swing. I mean, it's not like you are part of an RC podcast show. I know, right? (laughs) It's not like I'm into it. (laughs) And our buddy Keith, he sent me the coolest gift ever. It's, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically a a bag that you put your transmitter in so you can fly in the winter. It's an insulated mitt for winter flying. It's pretty cool. That is neat. Yeah, I'll have to try it out in a few months. Probably not too many months away. Oh, it'll come. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I was worried about driving that big old truck out here with a trailer behind it, and that ended up not being that big a deal. It wasn't much fun, but it wasn't that big a That's deal. Good. Yeah, not that we didn't have issues. We had a <clears throat> tire blowout on the U-Haul, and oh. we had our, our van bust a CV joint, and then we had a blowout on the van, and, you know, we had difficulties, but for the most part, we... We got here, and, and now we're adjusting. Are you and your son still on speaking terms? Oh, yeah. We were fine. We were partners in the whole deal. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. I didn't know about the blowouts. Yeah. Well, yeah, the getting out of Texas, Texas did not want to let us go. It was a challenge. And I won't get into all the details here, but basically we were not planning to put a U-Haul on our van. We rented a big van. And we were going to trailer one of our cars, and my wife was going to drive the other car. And we had more stuff that we were planning to take than room in the the moving van. So at the last minute, we got a U-Haul trailer to pull behind our car, too. And, yeah, that's what caused most of the drama. Well. But, yeah. I'm glad you made it safe. Yeah, Yeah, me too. You made it. Yeah, at the time, you want to scream. But as soon as it's over, you're like, oh, okay, we're here, so you can forget about it. <laughs> and my my workbench made it so far. And I've got, at this new house, I've got a basement that's the full footprint of the house. So I think I'm going to have about a 25-foot square space to dedicate to a workshop. And um, there's already a bench down there and some lighting. But it'll need updates, but there's going to be more room than I've ever had. 25 square, that's 5 by 5. No, no. 25 by 25. Oh, what you said, 600, well, you, well, it sounds like you said 25 square, so I was thinking you were... Well, <laughs> I was like, that's not big, but okay. Okay, yeah, much better. Yeah, <laughs> 5 by 5. <laughs> Bathroom? <laughs> well, that's not... It fits what was that shed in your backyard, like 6 by 10 or no, something? No, that was 10 by 12, actually. Was it 10 by 12? Yeah. Okay. But it was still cramped, and, uh, too. It got real cramped. Yeah. So... The only access to it is through a a regular interior door, so I can't just wheel my workbench in. I'm going to have to take it apart completely Uh, and then reassemble it downstairs, where it will probably stay forever. Oh, well. Yeah, so we're we're moving along. Maybe in a month or so I'll be back in my normal swing of RC things. Well, hopefully by the next episode you'll have a a hobby shop to to talk about and maybe a, a place you like flying or you are allowed to fly. Or you fly without being caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something along those Don't lines. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> so, all right. I'll keep you updated on that. But to sum it up, the move to New York has been uh, good so far. 
we're excited to be here. So what part of Connecticut were you in? Uh, Central Connecticut, Hartford area. Oh, okay. So, hey, did you ever go to Geneseo for the uh, Flying Aces stuff? The what? I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. Do you know what Flying Aces is? The free flight guys? Mm, no, not really. Are they in Connecticut? Um, well, no, they're in New York, oh. but it, it's close. Oh. No, I never went there. So the, I guess it's a, a separate club from AMA. It's called Flying Aces, and oh. they focus on free flight hmm. rubber band <clears throat> type stuff. And they have nationals every year. It, it turns out it's about an hour from where I am. Oh. And the Thayer, the old Flyer RC editor, he's going. So I was thinking about meeting him over there. I think it's in a couple of weeks. I need to look it up. That sounds like a good idea. But yeah, I've never watched free flight stuff before, so I think it'd be neat. I have indoor free flight stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen one example of that, and that was pretty cool. Uh, I actually went to an indoor free flight meet yeah, back when I lived in Connecticut. They did it in some school, and it was some neat stuff, stuff I'd never seen before. I didn't know how it worked, and uh, that was really impressive, the things they had there. Especially the, um, what are those things called? They're like basically clear covering. Oh, um, yeah. I think they dip it in the liquid. And it, yeah. Uh, and you can basically count the revolutions on a propeller. It's like one, two three, four, and they just fly really slow. They went up. Yeah, even the propellers are built up. Yeah, yeah, the propellers are built up. They fly really, they swing really, the thing must be doing, what, 10 RPM or something like that. Uh, or a little faster than that, but not much. Um, it'll go up and it'll bounce off the rafters and stuff, and it's just real impressive stuff. Let's see, July 19th through 22nd hmm. in Geneseo, New York, at the National Warplane Museum Field. Hello. So that was double reason yeah. to go now. All right. You got to go take some pictures and send us a report. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, I'll plan to do that mm. if I'm able to to get by. So, all right. That's on my radar. So I'm a member of a group on Facebook called the Balsam Model Aircraft Builders Association. And I've got to thank my friend Wally for uh, inviting me to join it. It's a... Uh, Kind of a vintage stuff. I say vintage. Gosh, I just aged myself. People who build with balsa. <laughs> Is that vintage? <laughs> What's the group again? The Balsa Model Aircraft Builders Association. Bumaba? B-M-A-B. <laughs> Don't try it. I tried it too. It doesn't work. Bamada. Bumaba. <laughs> Bamada. It's Greek. <laughs> uh, I sent you all links to it because I think I can invite you to join. But what I've enjoyed... Uh, seeing within the past uh, few months are guys building old uh, two-meter gliders that I'm familiar with when I was, you know, growing up and learning to fly. Uh, Olympics and uh, Sagitas and Merlins, all kind of kits that I liked. Well, what caught my eye uh, this week was an amazing uh, photo of a P-38 this guy's building, and it's a Zeroli kit, but he's been doing a Honey Bunny paint scheme on it it's just it was beautiful and people just chimed in we're asking a whole bunch of questions and i threw in a photo of the the raiden tech that i'm building right now the p38 i think i posted a photo of my raiden tech on our facebook page but when i got a hold of this guy's uh thread and i started looking deeper into it he started posting more photos he posted to me in a response a youtube video he made of his build and immediately guys i and hopefully you saw it too i shared it on our facebook page and it's amazing it's just really cool and he built you'll like this fits he built his own cnc machine to <laughs> cut different he modified the zeroli plans for his cnc machine so he's you know it's a custom build and it's amazing it's just beautiful and it's electric <laughs> so he's cnc cutting like the ribs and things like that uh-huh uh, okay. Maybe the bulkheads, farmers bulkheads, exactly. It's it's so cool, wow. and he's he's really a good builder. And I couldn't help myself. I sent him a private message, said I'd I'd love to see more photos of this. And we had this really nice conversation. Uh, I haven't even mentioned his name yet. His name is Mike McCormick. He lives in Minnesota, and uh, I just said I'd love to learn more about this plane. Uh, I think. Uh, hopefully, I speak for all three of us. We there are tons of excellent builders out there, and pilots, and events, and and stuff that we there's just too much for us to share. 
But of course, I'm a P38 fan, and I just said, I got to interview this guy. I'm going to get some more information about this build. I'm going to share it with our our listeners. And he was he was all in. Uh, I don't know if I'll do an audio recording, but I'm going to get uh, spend some time with him next week to learn more about it. Uh, told him to just start sending me photos, and I'm going to do my own little personal article on our Facebook page to post this. He's he's really close to being done. He actually said he's hoping by next month to have it uh, completed for an event. Uh, he mentioned that he's not going to fly it. He knows a, a guy kind of like Fitz, <laughs> the, the, the test pilot, <laughs> who will he'll fly it. But it is amazing. I, please, if you guys haven't seen it, go look at the video. Uh, he's got three right now of the build and then uh, an engine run-up. And oh, I'm not sure I... So he's almost done with it? Yeah. yeah oh, he's painting it right now. The picture I saw, it was Motor still... run-up. Yeah, yeah the picture was just... Yeah, I mean, that was an earlier picture. So oh, okay. he's been sending me more. And I'm kind of holding the best <laughs> for, for the the uh, pod what is that the podcast for the actual uh, you know article i write but really neat i can't wait to see it you know and uh again you put my raiden tech next to it it's a joke <laughs> it's like this is the toy you get <laughs> at, at the grocery store <laughs> uh, but anyway but i mean I, I know there are other p38s out there i mean there's this one uh you know with a guy he caught even bigger i don't think it's as early that i've seen and it's you know it's a nice like a shiny aluminum version he made but I'm going to stick with this guy, and I hope that you guys. I know. I mean, Terry, you do interviews all the time, and, and uh, it's something I'm going to try to do. I'm going to start going out there and looking around at people's, uh, you know, kits that I that kind of catch my eye, and I'm going to try to follow up with them and, and post the the information on our Facebook page. Yeah, there are so many talented builders and designers out there who are humble and just don't get online and share their stuff. So. Yeah, I think it's. Mm. I think there's a lot of undiscovered talent out there that would be need to share. Exactly. Do you think there's a way you can call them up and record a conversation over the phone or something? Well, no, I, we did. We had a long conversation. I'm going to call him next week. He just he said he wasn't sure he wanted to do an audio, so I'll just do a whole bunch of uh, you know mm. question Q and A. And if people have any other questions, I'll, I'll I'm going to follow up with him until he maidens that thing. You know, so it'll be an ongoing uh, interview. Can we, can we ask what region of the country he's in? He's in Minnesota. Minnesota, okay. Minnesota. Minnesota. But also, guys, if you uh, are on Facebook, look up the Balsam Model Aircraft Builders Association and ask to join. It It's really neat. I mean, there's some really... And, and if you're old like me, <laughs> uh, you know, there's some kits that people are finding at these uh, auctions and stuff. And uh, one guy just found a Spirit of St. Louis that I remember seeing as a kid. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to want to waste time trying to look up for it right now, but... Uh, there's some just these guys are just keeping the the kit building alive. I love it. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like a dying art. We've mentioned it before in our podcast. But uh, watching these guys build with balsa and, and come up with some neat tweaks and uh, modifications, I really like it. So it's, I, I think it's a really nice thread or group. Excuse me. They don't care that you might have foam dust under your fingernails from time to time. Uh, I think it's one of those. You know, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> I gotta say, it, I gotta say it. You're foam curious. <laughs> I, I haven't seen much foam in here, uh, but like, oh, here's like here's one. I mean, I don't know how well you know gliders, guys, but this guy's uh, got a Viking. And what's really great is he's got a picture of it in 1984 and a picture of it in 2017. Same airframe. Yeah, just some modifications and recoding. Wow. Recovering, excuse me. Uh, it's it's a great it's a great thread. I mean, for for builders like us who have you know built from scratch, and I know we're gonna. This is my segue to your three D stuff. So going from balsa to I guess ABS, <laughs> whatever your plastic is. <laughs> PLA. AP, okay, there you go. Ah, oh, and I'm now I'm looking at that Mike's P thirty eight. It's good stuff, Maynard. We you know got to keep this alive. Oh yeah, I, I I've always loved building myself, and I still want to do it. Haven't had the time and chance lately but that's my ultimate goal is to set up another workshop where i can pull out some of the old kits because i also like to to acquire some old kits that i saw as a kid and couldn't afford or didn't have access to and now i've found them on ebay or whatever and i want to build them up and fly them and uh, i still love building from scratch and plans and that kind of stuff so uh I, I think i'll try to join up that facebook page myself and see what those guys are doing me too <laughs> and how and I just emailed you guys a photo of the uh, the nose art and the, well his P thirty eight. So 
I'll I'll have an update this week for you guys, for our listeners on this P38 build. And and also, you know what? I'm going to throw this little in there. And listeners, please uh, give us uh, information on any other builds that you might see online or, or in your club, stuff that you'd like us to uh, learn more about or share. We'd love to share more photos and pictures, especially if you, you see something incredible. Um, I, I don't. I haven't attended enough RC events lately. This has been a really busy year for me and my kids, so I really feel bad. I've, there's been three I've missed in, in this area. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll hit Bomber in September uh, for sure. Bomber Field in Houston. Yeah, at Monoville. And, uh, you know, that's – I'm not – I wish I was doing more. But, uh, yeah, if there's some guys or, or models that are really cool or you know of a build and, and it's just not uh, talked about, let us know. We'll we'll get involved. Yeah, <laughs> we'll intervene. <laughs> well, I look forward to your article on that. I'm really curious about his CNC stuff he's done and, and what he's in more detail about that because I have access to a CNC router, and I'd be interested to see. Okay, what well, I can learn from that. Hey, hey, Fitz, there's this uh, Facebook page called RC Roundtable, and one <laughs> of the guys, one of the guys, these really cool guys that host this show, he posted a video. And in the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> the beginning of the video is his CNC machine build. It's actually him building the CNC to build the Zeroli. <laughs> That's hardcore. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> go watch it. It's really cool. And then and then like that page because it's a really good, really good Facebook page too. <laughs> cool. I guess the uh, P38s have been pretty popular lately because uh, I just finished uh, 3D printing one. I mentioned before how I 3D printed a Spitfire and flew that. And now I have, um, uh, under contract, uh, when I brought in my Spitfire to the hobby store, they said, oh, that's really cool. Uh, we know there's a P38. Can you print us one of those? So uh, we made a deal, and I went and printed up one of those. <laughs> that thing has a lot of pieces. The, the Spitfire is like beginner mode compared to the P38 because uh, – there's a lot of pieces. That thing took forever to print. It took quite a bit of time to even assemble because there's quite a few pieces and there's actually a certain uh, sequence that you should assemble it in, uh, which I found out the hard way. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget Did you this middle part? part? Start again. <laughs> no, I had all the parts, but they want you to glue certain parts together in a certain sequence, and I kind of missed that part, but it, it, it worked out okay. Uh, but it was, <laughs> I, mean, I was a little worried for a minute. Uh, but one thing I, I have to say, I still marvel how clever the designers are in this thing. These guys really put a lot of thought into their designs. And the way, the, for example, the outer wing tips snap into place. You don't have to glue them. There's a little uh, uh, sort of spring-loaded uh, uh, latch mechanism, so to speak, that snaps them together. You can theoretically take them apart, although you have to be careful when you do it. Uh, all the channels for the control rods, for the servo leads, for for uh, uh, any a lot of electronics are pretty built into the design. So you got these all these channels snaking through the wings as you print the thing. So they 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 really spent a lot of time in, in detail in designing this thing. And it has mounting for retracts on this one, and uh, a hatch mechanism. Uh, but what's surprising is how big it is. It, it's quite big and when i brought it into the hobby store like wow we had no idea it was this big <laughs> so what's the wingspan on it it is 55 inch span uh okay that's 1.4 it's respectable yeah it's pretty respectable 1.4 meters i mean it's not a huge huge but it's pretty good size uh it's pretty nice size for uh for a twin uh in a, and I printed this one at clear too. I don't know if they're ever going to fly it. Uh, I think they just wanted to hang it up in the store. So, but it was a good trial run because I do plan on printing one for myself, and I'll use a opaque color instead of transparent. Uh, but so now I know what to do, what not to do. Certain printer settings I had to adjust, and so it was a good trial run to see what to do, what not to do. Uh, before I, so I think own. I asked this question before. If you do another one, I'm hoping you do. Are yeah. you going to go with a solid color? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking about doing the red one. You mentioned that there was a red one, a racer, was it? No, it's called Yippee. 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 The, the 50th. Oh, that's right, the anniversary. Oh, no, Not the 50th, production. 5,000. 5,000's yeah. production model, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I have a whole bunch of red filaments, so I'm thinking, oh, I'll just put the whole thing in red. 
and uh, detail it up. Oh, I like that. I don't know if anybody else has done that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll get, it, get that done before best. Uh, I don't know if you saw on their website, they're working on another Spitfire, and this one has a 1.7 meter. It was, That's big. It was big. Yeah, it had a picture of it. The guy holding it up, and it was taller than he was as he was sitting down. It was uh, the wingspan was pretty big, so that's pretty ambitious. Uh, so uh, still electric, I presume. Yes. Yeah. Somebody asked. I don't think these things can handle nitro. They're they're still kind of delicate in some ways, and so nitro would just just obliterate it. It, The engine would probably pull off pull off the mounts and and. uh, Self-destruct. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought you guys guys might find that interesting. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'll share. Does the profile look pretty good? Uh, yeah, it does. It generally looks pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really see anything that stood out to me, and I thought was that was way off. Um, I know the P3 has different cowls depending on which version they were, but uh, so I don't know which version this is, but it seemed pretty decent. I just saw the picture of the Zeroli, the the nose art. Wow. Yeah, he hand riveted those. All those rivets are hand riveted. He's, he's, Did he use glue or? No, solder, he said a soldering iron. I think he said he may have a special tool. Yeah, okay. but it's he said he's done fifty eight thousand so far. Yeah, I think you can put uh, like a brass tube on a soldering iron or something and make rivets. Yeah. But still, that's that's a lot of. Handwork, yes. <laughs> and to do that before you've flown it is uh, gutsy. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, more power to him. He said he's he's an, he understands why some people take years to build these planes because this has been his pet project for over a year. Yeah, that's actually pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he. Seem, that's what he said. He's like he's been he's been he's retired. I think so. He's just been sitting in his garage, and that's he gets up, he works on it. So. But it is neat. Again, watch the videos. But I, I really can't. I'd love to see that P three D up close. So, Fitz, maybe you could invite me down for lunch or something, or a weekend. Oh, of course, <laughs> we can't do that in the next few weeks because why? Because I am going on vacation. Now you tell us. I am blowing this taco stand. <laughs> so I'll have to wait to see the P thirty eight. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I am uh, going to Wally World. <laughs> the opposite, yeah, Wally World, France, baby. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Germany. In my first trip to Europe, so I'll be flying into. Oh, what's the name of that city? Uh, Boston. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing one out there. Boston, Germany. <laughs> Boston, Germany, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, no, no. It's Munich. Munich. <laughs> yes. Near the Austrian border, uh, I'll be going there. I'll be actually attending a wedding, believe it or not, when I'm there. Oh, there we go. Okay, now yeah. it's starting to. Yes. There, there is some purpose to it. Yeah, there's a purpose. My wife has family there, so we'll be staying with her family. She has an aunt and some cousins, uh, so they will have a wedding there. And I also plan on going to England via France because I have family in London, England that I've never met. So I plan on making this a pretty neat trip, if all goes well. And, uh, oh, I found out, while I'm there in England, there's a big air show in Duxford, I believe. Oh, yeah, the Warbirds. Yeah, apparently this is like a super great uh, Warbird air show for all kinds of World War II stuff. And so I am going to do my best to try to plan my London trip around that. So and they know World War II over there. They know World War II. <laughs> yes, a little too well. Uh, so I definitely look forward to this trip. Uh, this would be really neat. I've never been to Europe. Never been. So hoping uh, I can we can muddle our way. Germany shouldn't be too bad because I'll be people with that can speak the local language. But France should be interesting. Yeah. My experience there was that most people spoke English. In Germany? In both. Oh, really? Fr- uh, Everywhere we went in. Oh, so you've been to France? I yeah. didn't know that. It's been almost 20 years, but I was there. And my wife spoke French, but invariably she would try to initiate conversations in French and they would respond in English. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
So any advice then for me on, on this trip? Um, if you have a chance to get to Normandy, we enjoyed that a lot. There's a lot of um, unspoiled um, history there, and it's not very crowded, or at least it wasn't when we went. Um, there's some great museums all around. I think uh, Paris has a great air museum. There's going to be several around London. I'm sure Germany has some. So see it all. Yeah, I kind of look half looked. We're kind of on the outskirts of of the German country, so I don't know there's whole much there. I saw I saw something that was either in the area or in Austria, some sort of museum, war museum, uh, or air museum. Excuse me. Uh, of course, yeah, London has a couple of really good ones. I think the air show is at a really good one. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about France. Uh, yeah, they've got one, I think, on the north side of Paris that's supposed to be really good. Oh, really? All right. I, I, we hope to plan to stay a couple days in Paris, not a whole lot of time. Um, but uh, as we're going through. Uh, also, of course, I plan on seeing whatever hobby stores I can find. Sure. Got to see that. And are you renting a car? No, we don't plan on it. Okay, so you're taking... Trains. This would be yeah, public transportation and whatever uh, her relatives can shuttle us around if if they have ah. a vehicle. It's not quite right. clear. Yeah, yeah, one of her relatives does. So I figure I just keep it simple. Yeah. Though I understand where I am. the The famous racetrack is nearby. Um, is, is it Munich? Is it not Nuremberg? Is it what's that racetrack? They're always racing cars around Nuremberg. Daytona? No, 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 no. There's a famous one that, you know, they, they race. It's the one that you can race everything from a high-end sports car to your Toyota pickup truck on. Oh, I have no idea. But they I use have it. no idea. You know what I mean? Ah. So maybe you should rent a car so you can take it out to the track. <laughs> Let's see how fast this Ford goes. <laughs> this Fiat 500. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called Nuremberg. Okay. If you say so. Yeah, yeah, it's very famous. Uh, you can look up YouTube's videos of the thing, and you can basically just drive out. If it's if they're not racing anything in that day, you can take your street car and drive around on it. Just like Terry, I'm doing, I'm using quotes to say very famous because obviously we all knew the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about it. How famous can it be? Ah, uh, you guys ever watch Top Gear or which one? Thing? The no. U.S. or the the real one? The the real one. The U.S. Yeah, I'm sure I have. All right, I guess I'm going to have to make this podcast a boating podcast because I want to talk about my boating event I had uh, last weekend or two weekends ago. Uh, and this was the third edition? This was the third edition. And this nice. is – something has happened because I've apparently created a beast. The, the, the monster has awakened. Uh, we had a really good turnout. Of course, the weather helped too. It was really nice weather. But uh, the word got out and we had a lot of people show up. And this was a, just a little boating event. There's no charge, just something. I just said, hey, let's get together on this date and run our boats. Uh, it started as just a group of us from the Model Airplane Club that happened to have boats. And I said, hey, we got this nice little pond locally. It's got good parking and nice area. It's a nice, safe area. We just run our boats. That's Silver Rodriguez Park? Yeah, Silver Rodriguez Rodriguez Park. Yeah, it's the the, the Stonehenge Park. (laughs) You ever been there? There's always got air traffic flying over, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally, we see some neat stuff fly over. Uh, And it's a nice place place to sit and watch, and people jog, and families come around, sit and talk to us, and that kind of thing. And it's it's not very deep, so if you can get out there, and if your boat gets stuck, which happened, actually, um, and it doesn't seem to be any anything weird in the water. Uh, and so we had a lot of, I, I lost count. I started counting and I just kind of gave up. Probably 30 people showed up-ish. Uh, wow. That's yeah. a good turnout it for was a, a low-key event. It was really good turnout. All kinds of stuff. And it's the neat things. Like, Lee, you talked about the guy building the P-38 uh, and, and the time and, and effort he put into it. And you, you see the same thing with a lot of these boats. These guys will scratch build this like a, a steamboat, for example, and the thing has a real working boiler in it, and he's got planked sides and all kinds of details, and you can tell he spent years working on this thing. Uh, and, and there are quite a few like that, all kinds of shrimp boats and steamboats. And uh, guy, a guy came out with tankers. He had some boats, 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 boats. We had it had a really good mix this time because the first couple times it was mainly sailboats and a couple of power boats or something like that. 
And this time, there weren't that many sailboats, but there was a lot of other stuff uh, that came out. And really impressive. Uh, a guy had a huge PT boat, like a PT-109 kind of thing, but it was big, like four foot lo long. Uh, a guy had, I told you about the tanker. The tanker was neat because it had ballast tanks in it, and so he could change the listing of it and the balance oh, cool. on the fly with the transmitter. And so they had a couple of them had smoking chimneys. Oh, the guy, a couple of guys had a, they were little, they looked kind of like rowboats. One was called a rum runner, and it had G.I. Joe figures in them. And some of the G.I. Joes had servos in them, so the guy would lift up his arm and he had a pair of binoculars <laughs> <laughs> that he'd look through. Another guy had his, his arm was attached to the tiller, so whenever they steered, you could see his arm move back and forth as he steered the thing. Uh, and he had the old G.I. Joe. These are the old ones with the Kung Fu grip. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was just it's neat to see that. Uh, some speedboats, of course, all kinds of stuff. Some kids had some things. Like uh, nitro speedboats? No. So all electric and All electric. And wind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no yeah hopefully you'll be able to keep it that way because, yeah, I would hate to see, see it change its tone because of, you know, too much variety, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. And and then I think there may be a stipulation against using glow-powered. It's a city park, so yeah. I think you can't. Yeah, I have nothing against glow, but it's certainly a different atmosphere once you introduce that. Yeah. And uh, I think Lee was talking before about the Dragon series. I think a guy showed up with a Dragon 65, which is the first time I'd seen one out in the water. And uh, those are pretty nice. I might consider getting one of those at some point. They're great boats. Yeah, I hear nice things about them. So we had guys come from all over the Houston area. So guys from wow. the Spring area, from Cypress up your way, Lee. I think a guy knew you. I can't remember his name, but I, when I found out what the area was from, I asked him if he knew you, and he said he did. Uh, so this is like a secret rave now. Everybody just seems to know where to go and when to show up. There's no <laughs> advertising. Well, there's, there was some. I, I had I didn't do much, actually, this time. I just put some flyers up in the hobby local hobby store, and I think I posted it on our forum for the RC Club. But the word got out, and a guy put it, actually put something on RC groups about it that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> and I think that's how the word got out. Right. It's like, my parents are going away for the weekend. I want to invite a couple of friends over. Next thing you know, yeah, everybody from the high school is there. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, because people kept showing up. I was like, where are these people coming from? Uh, but it was a good run. It's a. It's, I'll continue to do it. I'll have the next one sometime in the fall, I think, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of the same people. It was uh, if you if you host it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I couldn't go too. I got again busy with the kids and yeah. their schedules, but you uh, keep keep me informed when your next one is. I will I will bring the boats. I've got a lot now. All right. Hey, in fact, one thing demand. the. One thing we're going to be doing, Chuck um, wants us to build these little tugboats. He found a guy who does a laser kit, uh, short kit, on this little tugboat. I don't have the plans on me, so I'll have to follow up later. But uh, he wants to get a couple of these and then and run them out with his other sailboats during breaks. So oh, we'll nice. be adding those to our collection. Ooh, that'd be pretty neat. I'd like to see that. Okay, sounds like a plan. All right, we're going to have to make a rule, though. If we're going to get into boats, you're going to have to... Build a new airplane for every boat. <laughs> Just so oh. you don't cross the border. <clears throat> Trust me, <laughs> my airplanes outnumber my boats by a large <laughs> factor. So We have to keep it that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. The boats mine, are a side thing. Mine are, like, <laughs> surprisingly increasing in my workshop. Yeah. I'm gonna, I better not let it get out of hand. Because yeah. I also have that little uh, surfboard thing that you talked me into. I didn't say you talked me into, but you you motivated me to make <laughs> one of those. Oh, <laughs> right, the, the worm burner. Yeah, so I have one of those. I have two of the boats you gave me. It, they, they're, they're multiplying back there. <laughs> I swear, honey, we're just friends. But that's good to know, because I, I, that's what I need to do is bring all those boats out to uh, Fitz's. Are we going to call it the Fitz Boat Regatta? <laughs> uh, the name changes every once in a while. I haven't settled on a name. I just called right. I called it the Boat Float, but then the other guy said, no, it's a Boat Fun Fest or something. So I don't know. I'm, I'm open super to names. Super colossal. Yeah. <laughs> the super happy fun Flotation time Flotation extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at naming stuff, so like, yeah, whatever. You better trademark it. <laughs> 
Well, hey, you haven't sent us photos of this. I need to put these photos on Facebook. Oh, yeah, they're in the camera. I got to uh, unload the camera. I'll try to do that today. All right, get busy. All right. Well, speaking of get busy, I think we've been so busy that we're run out of time on this podcast. So any last words? Um, nope, it's good to be back. And uh, I'm looking forward to some tasty wings today. Well, and happy trails to you, Fitz. We're looking forward to uh, your updates. Are you going to make a do a, like a hobby view uh, episode for uh, your YouTube channel? I wasn't planning on it. Um, I'll bring a camera if, if I feel inspired. I might, but I wasn't. I don't know if there's really much. Depends on what I find. <laughs> to be honest. Well, you know, Terry did it. I'm going to be doing it at Oshkosh. You've got to fill in. You're you're going to see World War II aircraft. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll try. No, do or do not. There is, no, there is no try. There is no try. <laughs> Make it so. What the cost? Two and three Mach nine. Engage. That's his favorite quote. <laughs> that should be a, your ringtone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, that's enough, listeners. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, please uh, email them to us or post something on our Facebook page. All right. Couldn't have said it better. See you next time. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions and listen to our other great podcasts.